written over 1,500 years, but the theme is so consistent and so perfect. Without error, this is God's book. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, welcome back to In Grace. This is the last day of August. Can you believe it? We've made it to August 31st, and I hope that your month has gone great. It's usually one of the hotter months of the year. Uh, we are in the Chicago area, and it's usually pretty warm in August, but we're starting to see uh, the trend change, and we're starting to see some of those every now and then a cooler day. So here in Chicago, we're always wishing for colder or warmer. We're never happy, <laughs> so it might be with you. Hey, but listen, I've got an exciting message for you today that will help you totally forget if it's too hot or if it's too cold. Uh, I'm going to preach the second half of a sermon, and this is the title, The Whole Bible in 30 Minutes. You say, wait a second, Pastor, you can't even say your name in 30 minutes. Well, you're right, but uh, I, I gave it my best attempt to preach the entire Bible, to really just go through every theme, every section of the Bible, and talk about everything in 30 minutes or less. And so you're gonna hear the second half of this. Yesterday, we talked about God's creation and how important Genesis is and to understand you know, sin and cancer and uh, marriage and all of these main important things, gender. Uh, you need to understand Genesis 1 through 11. And then we continued to go through the whole story of the, the flood and the Tower of Babel and uh, all the way through Abraham, God bringing forth the people that would bring the Messiah and the scriptures to us. And, and that's where we've gotten to. We've gotten to King David yesterday. We ended with King David. Now, today we're going to start talking about his son, King Solomon. This is in the, the heyday, the, the, the pinnacle of Israel's uh, kingship and their glory days. And there's going to be a, a day when it's going to be more glorious, one that's on the throne that's a descendant of uh, King David. Uh, his name is Jesus. And then we'll today get into from Solomon all the way to Jesus, uh, God accomplishing redemption through Jesus. And then, of course, he dies and rises again. And then we're going to talk about the church today. And then we're going to talk about the the consummation of all of this, God's uh, redemptive plan is completed. So we're going to preach the second half of the whole Bible in 30 minutes today. As long as I stop talking soon, <laughs> we'll get into uh, what I think is this exciting message. These were a series of messages that I've done that we call on Celebration Sunday. And it's a Sunday at our church at Quentin Road Baptist Church. And we're in Lake Zurich, Illinois, where we invite visitors and we try to bring out guests and friends and people are being water baptized and families are dedicating their themselves to raising their, their infants to the way that God would want them. So we have a full auditorium. We have hundreds and hundreds of people. And I know that there's a lot here that are, are lost. So I try to, in these messages, present a very powerful, impactful plan of salvation. And I think that you'll hear that today uh, here on In Grace. So right before we get into the second half of the whole Bible in 30 minutes, let me remind you that In Grace has some really exciting travel opportunities. Uh, we've gone to Alaska on a cruise. We had a wonderful group of In Grace listeners and, and viewers come along. And let me just say hello to all of you. We had 39, we had 40, but we had a one drop out at the last minute. 39 people that we just spent the most wonderful week in Alaska on the Holland America New Amsterdam ship. What a wonderful group. You guys were all amazing. So if you're listening and you went on that cruise, let us know that you heard this today uh, from the listeners and viewers from all over the United States. And that was a blast. Now we have 
uh, some more trips. We have three more trips planned. They're all to Israel. So we have an Israel trip coming up in February. That's actually sold out. But if you want to get on the waiting list, you can do that for late February. We're going to Israel again in June. And I think that one sold out too, but there might be a spot. You can contact us in graceradio.com, click on travel. And then we have another trip that's very wide open, and that is February of 2025. We're going back to Israel. So we try to go with groups of no more than three busloads, and it makes it to where I can spend time with each of you, my wife and I. We just love traveling with you. And so if you're interested in coming with us on one of these trips, uh, we don't have another Alaska cruise plan, but we're thinking about doing another one. Uh, So you can go to our website, look at all the travel opportunities. The website, again, is ingraceradio.com and click on travel. After David came Solomon. Solomon was a king who asked God for wisdom. And God gave him wisdom. And Solomon was a very wealthy king. And it was probably the top uh, prosperity for this land of Israel. He built a temple. Now we have a temple in Jerusalem. But he also had problem with women. He married foreign women. He married women that worshipped other gods. And that led him astray. After Solomon's death, the kingdom divides into two. We have the upper kingdom, which was named Israel, and the 10 tribes that were part of that kingdom, uh, they were led by a string of really bad kings. And if you read through 1st, 2nd Kings, 1st, 2nd Chronicles, you're going to find just these terrible kings for the most part. And they lasted until 722 BC, and they were taken into captivity. The southern tribes had a few good kings. The southern tribes were called Judah. And they lasted a little bit longer, but the Babylonians and Nebuchadnezzar took them into captivity in 586 BC. Now you have the time in the Bible about the prophets. You have the major prophets, the minor prophets. The minor prophets aren't minor because they had less to say. They didn't say as much, but the things they said were just as significant. But the major prophets, the books are longer. That's why they're called major prophets. But you have the time of the prophets. The prophets are warning. The prophets are encouraging Yeah, there's this captivity and things are really bad for Israel, but there's coming a time when God will redeem you. God is not done with you. And in the midst of judgment, you also see God's mercy in the the books of the prophets. You have God raising up two men at the end of that captivity. God had not forgotten Israel. You have Zerubbabel who came in with a group and they rebuilt Jerusalem. And you have Nehemiah who came and built the walls of Jerusalem Then you have Malachi, the final prophet in the Old Testament. He gives his message from the Lord, and the Old Testament closes with a sense of expectation. That was the initiation of redemption. And then we have the fulfillment of redemption, section 4. Galatians 4 tells us in verses 4 and 5, when the fullness of time was come, it had been a long time. God had promised redemption way back in Genesis God had initiated it through Abraham and his descendants, Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and and leaders like Moses and Joshua and the kings. But here we find ourselves with still no redeemer. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. Here it is. Here is redemption. Here is the solution to man's rebellion. God's plan of redemption, restoration, and salvation. The Redeemer was conceived by the Holy Spirit of God. He was born of the Virgin Mary. He was the son of David, whose name was Emmanuel, God with us. Matthew 1.21 tells us that the angel told Joseph, 
to call him Jesus. Jesus, why? For he shall save his people from their sins. We have the entrance of the Messiah, and shepherds were there to glorify Jesus, and angels had announced him, and the Magi brought the gifts to Jesus. Jesus grew up. He was baptized by John. He was tempted by the devil. He was misunderstood by the religious people. He was feared by some. He was hated by others, and the common people heard him gladly. He was full of grace, and he was full of truth. He was full of God in bodily he caused the blind to see. He made the deaf to hear. He cast out demons. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He preaches to the masses. He speaks in parables. He's a friend of sinners. He tells his 12 over and over some unexpected things. He was going to be betrayed. He was going to be handed into the hands of sinful men. They're going to beat him. They're going to crucify him. And then three days he's going to raise from the dead. They couldn't understand that. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he prays in agony. Judas betrays him. Peter denies him. The disciples abandon him. Caiaphas accuses him. Herod mocks him. The soldiers beat him. Pilate condemns him to death. He is crucified between two criminals. You say, how could that be the story of redemption? How could that be the story of God's plan of salvation? His son, only begotten son, the second person of the Trinity, one God, three persons, Jesus died, was put into the grave. Day number one, he's dead. Day number two, he's still dead. Day number three, well, day number three, there were women that came to the grave. Jesus on the cross had said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He said, it is finished. He said, after he cried out with a loud voice, Father, into the hands of commend my spirit, this lifeless dead body buried in a borrowed tomb. Two women went to the tomb to anoint his dead body, and they found an empty tomb. And they found the stone was gone. And they heard an angel say in Luke 24, verses 5 and 6, they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth. They said unto them, why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was in Galilee. He told you about this. This is the most important, amazing thing in all of history. The Redeemer lives. The word begins to spread. He's alive. Over 40 days, he appears to many, many people, and he tells them that redemption has been accomplished. Go and tell the world, and then he ascends to heaven. Then we get to section five, and that is God brings us the church. God gives us the church. This is a very unique day in which we live. It's called the church age. You have no idea how wonderful it is to be in this age because it was a mystery it was part of God's plan, but it wasn't revealed. He knew that he would be rejected of his own people, but he's not done with his own people, the Jews. The Jews brought us the scriptures. The, the penmen of the scriptures were Jewish. The Jews brought us Jesus. He's Jewish. God isn't done with Israel. But in this church age, we have this day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit comes and with great power upon the disciples. The sound of rushing wind and the tongues of fire, they're speaking in, in languages that were known languages, foreign languages, but they hadn't learned them. Peter preaches a sermon in which 3,000 people get saved in one day. 
I want to be that preacher. Peter was that preacher. How did you go from denying the Lord when a girl asks you, you're afraid of a girl, if you know Jesus, he says no, to being a preacher like this? Only the resurrection explains that. The church is born in Jerusalem. It grows into the other parts of Israel, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. Soon the whole Roman Empire had heard the gospel because of missionaries like Peter and Paul and others that went to preach the good news. This is the book of Acts. And then some problems arise. There's a lot of persecution and opposition to the faith. So we need some encouragement. And all the books that were written, letters from different people like James and Peter and Paul and John, they wrote these books to different people to help these people understand how to handle this persecution. And they also wrote books that were to handle heresy because heresy was entering in things contrary to what the Word of God said. So you have all the epistles of the New Testament and the word of the Lord spread, the disciples multiplied, and the church grew. Do you want to explore the rich history and fascinating mysteries of the Holy Land? From the breathtaking landscapes to the hidden gems buried beneath the surface, Discover Hidden Israel 2 will transport you to places few have ever seen. With a gift of any amount to Ingrace, Jim Scudder will send you Discover Hidden Israel 2 as his heartfelt thank you. For a gift of $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series, Discover Hidden Israel 1 and 3. Call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. If you want to take your exploration to the next level, with a gift of $100 or more, you'll receive Ingrace's entire Israel bundle, featuring a collection of eight captivating video series filmed in Israel. To get your hands on these incredible offers, call 800-78-GRACE, go to ingraceradio.com or write to Ingrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. That's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. And then we come to the last section of the Bible, and that's still, most of it is still future, and that's the book of Revelation, God's completion of redemption. Revelation begins this way in Revelation 1.1, the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. My friends, it's been 2,000 years since this was written, and it said it would shortly come to pass. You say, that doesn't seem shortly to me. Well, you know what? I'll tell you this. Today, we're a lot closer than that day. In other words, we know for sure, the Bible tells us very clearly, Jesus is coming again. Okay? That's the book of Revelation. It's the culmination of redemption. Jesus returned to this earth, and it's a wonderful thing to know he is coming back. Redemption will be accomplished. And uh, as Jesus was ascending into heaven, there were two men that appeared in Acts 1.11 in white robes, and the disciples were just gazing into heaven, just amazed at what they had seen. Jesus had left the earth, and they say, so why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you see him go into heaven. So when he comes the second time, and he will, he's not coming as the Savior. He's coming as the judge. The first time he came, he came as the Lamb of God. The second time he comes, he comes as the Lion of Judah. And when he finally appears, Philippians 2.10 tells us that every knee should bow and every tongue confess. Jesus is the Lord of lords, the King of kings, 
Now let's talk about Jesus being the theme of the entire Bible. So let's imagine this auditorium is the Bible and every seat is the book of the Bible. From every seat, you have a very good view of the theme of the Bible, which is Jesus. See, in Genesis, he's called the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he's the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's the scapegoat. In Numbers, he's the serpent lifted up into the wilderness. In Deuteronomy, he's the cities of refuge. In Joshua, he's the scarlet thread in Rahab's house. In Judges, he's the perfect judge. In Ruth, he's the kinsman redeemer. In 1 Samuel, he's the trusted prophet. In 2 Samuel, he's the son of David. In 1 Kings, he's the promise keeper. In 2 Kings, he's the jealous God. In 1 Chronicles, he's our reigning king. In 2 Chronicles, he's our deliverer. In Ezra, he's our faithful scribe. In Nehemiah, he's the rebuilder of broken walls. In Esther, he's Mordecai at the gate. In Job, he's my redeemer who lives today. In Psalms, he's the Lord my shepherd. In Proverbs, he is our wisdom. In Ecclesiastes, he's our true satisfaction. In Song of Solomon, he's the beautiful bridegroom. In Isaiah, he's the suffering servant. In Jeremiah, he's the righteous branch. In Lamentations, he's the weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he's the son of man. In Daniel, he's the fourth man in the furnace. In Hosea, he's the faithful husband. In Joel, he's the one who restores. In Amos, he's the burden bearer. In Obadiah, he's the mighty judge. In Jonah, he's the foreign missionary. In Micah, he's our peace. In Nahum, he's the avenger. And Habakkuk, he's the Lord in his holy temple. And Zephaniah, he's the Lord mighty to save. And Haggai, he's the Lord of hosts. And Zechariah, he's the fountain of cleansing. And Malachi, he's the son of righteousness. In Matthew, he's the promised Messiah. In Mark, he's the faithful servant. In Luke, he's the friend of sinners. In John, he's the son of God. In Acts, he's the ascended Lord. In Romans, he's the justifier. In 1 Corinthians, he's our righteousness. In 2 Corinthians, he's the God of all comfort. In Galatians, he's the redeemer from the curse of the law. In Ephesians, he's the head of the church. In Philippians, he's the all-sufficient Christ. In Colossians, he's the fullness of God. In 1 Thessalonians, he's the Lord come down from heaven. 2 Thessalonians, he's the judge coming with blazing fire. In 1 Timothy, he's our mediator. 2 Timothy, he's our master. In Titus, he's the blessed hope. In Philemon, he's the one who paid our debt. In Hebrews, he's our great high priest. In James, he's the judge standing at the door. In 1 Peter, he's the great shepherd. In 2 Peter, he's the morning star. In 1 John, he's the word of life. In 2 John, he's the son of the father. In 3 John, he's the truth. In Jude, he's the coming Lord with thousands of his saints. And in Revelation, he is the king of kings and Lord of lords. Every seat in the house, you can see the one theme of the Bible, and that is Jesus. My friends, this is a miraculous book. Written over 1,500 years, but the theme is so consistent and so perfect. Without error, this is God's book. And you can know the way of salvation when you read this book. You start in Genesis, you end in Revelation. The entire story of God's love and God's grace. Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Do you know him? Have you received him? Have you put your faith in him? He died for you on a cross. He rose again. The Bible says it this way. If you take the Bible and boil it down, this is what you get right here. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves you. Jesus died for you. If you believe in him, you'll have eternal life, for Jesus rose again. It's by grace that you're saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Have you received the gift? What I'm offering to you today, it's what God is offering to you today, and I'm explaining it, isn't church membership. It isn't water baptism. It isn't dedicating your baby. What we're offering you today to be saved is a free gift. All you have to do to receive the free gift is believe, okay? Believe in what and faith in what? It is faith and believe in Jesus, who is the Son of God, who died on a cross for my sins. That is what faith in him is, trusting that he paid for all of your sins. He is that redeemer that has come to save you. And by trusting in him, by faith in him, you will not perish, which is hell, but have everlasting life, which is heaven. My friends, that's good news. That's good news. The whole Bible is that story. Our sin separates us from a perfect God. He loves you. He sent his son to die for you on a cross. We can't comprehend what he did for us. But by faith in the Lord Jesus who died for us on a cross, we have eternal life. We had sin. We couldn't get rid of it ourselves. So God made the move. He had a plan. His plan was through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to eventually bring us Jesus. And he died. Perfect blood sacrifice. And if you'll just believe in him, you will not perish but have eternal life. It's free. It's a gift. But you have to receive it. Wow, I can't believe we actually got through the entire Bible in around 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, we had to break it up into two radio messages. We did it yesterday and today. But the whole, the whole Bible is a real simple story. It's the story of redemption. God created everything right. We failed. We blew it. And the whole story of the Bible is how God saved us or offered us salvation. And that offers to you, if you'll simply believe that Jesus died for you and rose again, you're saved. You're not believing in Jesus plus religion, Jesus plus other gods, uh, Jesus plus your works. You're believing in Jesus only, trusting in him alone, that he came, the son of God, and he died for your sins and rose again. You're trusting in him. The Bible says at that very moment of faith, you are saved. And that word saved doesn't mean saved until you sin again, because we will. Uh, we're saved forever. And that's the glorious message of hope. If you have questions about that, please contact us, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. Now, let me tell you about my way of thanking those of you that support In Grace this month. Uh, if it's a dollar, if it's $10, $20, whatever you can do, uh, your money is going to be used for the gospel. I don't get the money. It goes right into the gospel, okay? That's my promise, my commitment. We have a very uh, good organization where we're, we're not using it on an administration. We're using it on getting the gospel out. If you can give a gift of any amount, I'm going to thank you by sending you a very exciting, one of our most popular video series we've ever made. It's called Discover Hidden Israel 2. 
where we discover the secrets of the ancient Jewish temple. We find out the really brand new discoveries in the city of David, maybe Melchizedek's altar, David's altar. We went to find ancient Michmash and ancient Shechem. These are really, really awesome places that we discovered in Israel, and we're sharing them with you. Discover Hidden Israel 2, a DVD or digital download, four-part full-length series that we want to thank you for your gift of any amount. If your gift can be $35 or more, we're going to send you three video adventures from Israel, Discover Hidden Israel 1, 2, and 3. And some of you can give more. If you can give $100 or more, I'm going to send you what we call the Israel Bundle, eight incredible full-length video series. This is hours and hours of great video adventure from Israel. And it deals with Jesus' birth, Jesus' last days, the conquest of Israel, the Copper Scroll, the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. All of these are videos that I'm going to thank you for your generosity to In Grace. With a gift of any amount to In Grace, Jim Scudder will send you Discover Hidden Israel 2 as his heartfelt thank you. For a gift of $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series. And with a gift of $100 or more, you'll receive In Grace's entire Israel bundle, including eight video series filmed in Israel. Call 800-78-GRACE, go to ingraceradio.com, or write to In Grace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr., InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.